Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 412. O dreamer, leave the dreams for joyful waiting. O captain, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking, unloosing bonds of all captivity. Hymn 412.
if you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, Be ye, perf be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And the readings will now be given by Craig from Plainfield. The Bible, Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. He went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you. And do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye met, it shall be measured to you again. 
And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I will read from miscellaneous writings by Mary Bicchioretti, an excerpt from her article, Love Your Enemies. Love is the fulfilling of the law. It is grace, mercy, and justice. I used to think it sufficiently just to abide by our state statutes, that if a man should aim a ball at my heart, and I, by firing first, could kill him and save my own life, that this was right. I thought also that if I taught indigent students gratuitously, afterwards assisting them pecuniarily, and did not cease teaching the wayward ones at the close of the class term, but follow them with precept upon precept, that if my instructions had healed them and showed them the sure way of salvation, I had done my whole duty to students. Love met not out human justice, but divine mercy. If one's life is, were attacked and one could save it only in accordance with common law by taking in others, would one sooner give up his own? We must love our enemies in all the manifestations wherein and whereby we love our friends must even try not to expose their faults, but to do them good whenever opportunity occurs. To met out human justice to those who persecute and despitefully use one is not leaving all retribution to God and returning blessing for cursing. If special opportunity for doing good to one's enemies occur not, one can include them in his general effort to benefit the race. Because I can do much general good to such as hate me, I do with earnest special care, since they permit me no other way. Though with tears have I striven to. When smitten on one cheek, I have turned the other. I have but two to present. I would enjoy taking by the hand all who love me not and saying to them, I love you and would not knowingly harm you. Because I thus feel, I say to others, hate no one, for hatred is a plague spot that spreads its virus and kills at last. If indulge, it masters us, brings 
suffering upon suffering to its possessor throughout time and beyond the grave. If you have been badly wronged, forgive and forget. God will recompense this wrong and punish more severely than you could. Him who had striven to injure you. Never return evil for evil. And above all, do not fancy that you have been wrong when you have not been. The present is ours, the future big with events. Every man and woman should be today a law to himself, herself. A law of loyalty to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The means for sinning, unseen and unpunished, have so increased that unless one be watchful and steadfast in love, one's temptations to sin are increased a hundredfold. Mortal mind at this period mutely works in the interest of both good and evil in a manner least understood. Hence the need of watching and the danger of yielding to temptation from the causes that at former periods in human history were not existent. The action and effects of the so-called human mind in its silent arguments are yet to be uncovered and summarily dealt with by divine justice. In Christian science, the law of love rejoices the heart, and love is life and truth. Whatever manifests aught else in its effects upon mankind demonstrably is not love. We should measure our love for God by our love for man, and our sense of science will be measured by our our obedience to God, fulfilling the law of love, doing good to all, imparting so far as we reflect them, truth, life, and love, to all within the radius of our atmosphere of thought. The only justice of which I feel at present capable is mercy and charity toward everyone. Just so far as one and all permit me to exercise these sentiments toward them, taking special care to mind my own business. The falsehood, ingratitude, misjudgment, and sharp return of evil for good, yea, the real wrongs, if wrong can be real, which I have long endured at the hands of others, have most happily wrought out for me the law of loving mine enemies. This law I now urge upon the solemn consideration of all Christian scientists. Jesus said, If you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love them. And Corolla of Passages from Science and Health of Key to Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. At all times and under all circumstances, overcome evil with good. Know thyself, and God will supply the wisdom and occasion for victory over evil. 
clad in a panoply of love, human hatred cannot reach you. The cement of a higher humanity will unite all interests in the one divinity. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 157. Jesus' prayer for all his brethren, Father, that they may be one, echoes down through all the ages. Nor prayed he for these alone, but for all, that through all time God's will be done. Hymn number 157.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 26, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services in person, on the telephone, or over the internet. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a Bible study here every month, and our next Bible study will be this Saturday, April 29th at 10 a.m. The Bible study questions are posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab, along with some study aids. So check them out and plan to join us for a really interesting Bible study at 10 a.m. this Saturday, April 29th. Just call the teleconference number to join in. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. 
I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Bruce. Hey guys, great to be with everybody tonight. What a beautiful night it is. I wanted to thank Craig for the readings and also for the hymn selections. You know, this hymn 412 has been in my heart for a long, long time. Not only is the music beautiful, but the, uh, the message is really quite wonderful. And it was very helpful to me one time, some time ago. I was going through a period where I was actually pretty sad and discouraged and uh, not feeling particularly good about anything. And I picked up this hymn and read it. And of course, it was very uplifting and encouraging. But it made me stop and think, now who or what is it out there that's locking me into this sadness and discouragement? And upon honest investigation, I had to admit that nobody and nothing was doing it, but I was doing it to myself. And with that revelation, it made it much easier to uh, shake it off. And then I read that one line that meant so much to me, where it said, O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. And it may not have felt like I was entirely free before I went through this experience, but upon doing this and reading that, I did indeed. I felt free. And I immediately started thinking about things I was grateful for, looking grateful for opportunities I had, and grateful for many other things, primarily that God is ever with us and that he sent his inspired word, Christian Science. And for that, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Mara, Mississippi. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. I'm so grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church, and I'm so happy for all that I'm learning. When I first moved to Mississippi, I felt 
very uncertain and unsure of my purpose. I was in a very bad frame of mind. Right around that time, I discovered the Plainfield Christian Science Church. I started talking and working with a practitioner who has helped change my life. I prayed to find a way to bless people. One of the articles my practitioner recommended was the article called Place, uh, attributed to Mary Baker Eddy. Place is one of the many articles found on the Plainfield Christian Science website. Every single sentence in the article is a positive and comforting affirmation. Shortly after, I was offered a position as a Zumba instructor, and I knew clearly this was God's plan for me. When I first started, I encountered a lot of residual drama from the last instructor. My practitioner helped me pray about this, teaching me that God is my boss. Um, I'm learning to take the ego out of it and let God do the work. This thought of letting God do the work always comforts me. I picture the room filled with God's love and no room for anything else. Soon after I started, I met this woman who started attending my Zumba class. She was very friendly and supportive. I gave her my cell number and agreed to go out to lunch with her the following week. But as the week grew closer, I realized I made a big mistake by accepting her lunch invitation. I began receiving frequent and uncomfortable texts from her, which began to make me feel uncertain about going out to lunch with her. Although I should have prayed about this, instead I allowed myself to feel obligated. After a very awkward lunch together, her behavior quickly escalated. In person, she was usually very quiet and shy, but would text me inappropriate and manipulative things. At first, I would answer her very professionally and ignore the inappropriate questions or comments. This would sometimes aggravate her, and although she would ask very, she would ask very odd, she would continue to attend my Zumba classes. I spoke with my supervisor about her, and there was a point where I was hoping she wouldn't attend my class anymore. She continued to text me, even though I asked her politely and professionally not to text me anymore. She continued to try and manipulate her friendship. Her behavior got so severe that my family was afraid for my safety. I tried to see her for who she truly is, God's perfect child, but this is very difficult for me. Then one Wednesday meeting a while ago, the theme was love. And my practitioner, Mary Singletary, gave a testimony about exactly what she was helping me work on. She answered the question, how can we love when someone seems so unlovable? And the answer is, the only way to do this is to love divinely, meaning God's love. To get yourself out of the way and let God shine through you. And God will help us love even what appears to be unlovable and prove whatever that is not to be unlovable at all, but very lovable. This reminded me that I can and I should love her and see her clearly as God's perfect child. I continue to teach and enjoy my classes and the people. I totally forgot about the uncomfortable situation. As time went on, um, the awkwardness between us disappeared. And she became social with the other members who attended my class and respectful to me. 
Another member of the class even um, got her a job. Uh, this happened so gradual that I didn't even notice at first. I'm so grateful for how this worked out and how everyone was blessed. I'm so thankful to my practitioner. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science. And thank you to Craig for the beautiful reading. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Debbie from Illinois. Go ahead, please. Good evening. A couple of days ago, my angel message and lesson was that there's always something good to come out of every situation. As frequently said in our roundtables, demand your blessing from every trial. A problem arose with my cell phone, and I was led to contact my provider. My initial contact was in person, and that was not successful. I could feel my anger and frustration trying to rise up in me. However, I managed to remain calm and wish the two persons working in the store a good day and went on my way. After a while, God told me to call the company, and they did, and was connected with a very nice, knowledgeable representative that spent a lot of time attempting to resolve the problem. A possible resolution was to reduce the amount of files stored on my phone. This was something that I had had on my to-do list but had not done to date. I started to delete and move files. This led me to a number of very, very precious videos that I had forgotten about. I have secured the storage of these files and am sure that the problem with my phone has also been resolved. I have such joy and gratitude to God for providing me with this blessing and lesson. And from the Bible, what has helped me is from Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. And from Matthew 4.39, Peace, be still. Thank you, and a good evening to everyone. Thank you. Nancy from Texas, go ahead, please. Thank you for the lovely readings and music this evening. A reporter once asked Mrs. Eddy to define a Christian science treatment. She thought for a moment and then replied, absolute acknowledgement of present perfection. This is such a simple definition that it bears repeating. Absolute acknowledgement of present perfection. As Christian scientists, we don't petition God to heal us. We claim our present perfection, and we claim it absolutely. I had an opportunity to do that just yesterday. One of my dogs had a seizure while I was preparing a document to share on the Plainfield website. I scooped her up in my arms and declared the truth about her, that she belonged to God, and he was loving her that instant that she was a spiritual idea and not subject to any belief of old age. I declared these truths with conviction and understanding. She was instantly healed. No convalescing or time spent recovering from a serious issue. She was her perfect self that moment. I am so grateful for Christ Jesus, who showed us the way to everlasting life. And I'm thankful for Mary Baker Eddy, who gave us the science of Christianity 
a science that we can demonstrate ourselves, an ever-present comforter. I'm also very grateful for this church and all who make it possible for us to connect with each other around the world. It is a wonderful feeling to know that we are not alone. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. Yeah. Me too. I'm so, <clears throat> so grateful to be here tonight. And I also thank God for Craig for the inspiring reading. Um, just such a good feeling to know that God is always at hand um, whenever we need him. Um, yesterday, <clears throat> I gave one of those calls that you never want to you never want to get. Um, when, when I, after a few hours after I dropped my kids to school, um, the school called me back that I have to come over that my son is crying and they, that he's uh, complaining that he, uh, one of his ears are hurting him, is hurting him, and um, he couldn't concentrate in, in his playtime. And they wanted me to come over so that I can take him. And um, I came over and he was still crying and uh, I told him, yeah, that is here, everything is okay. And then um, I picked him up and the school recommended that I take him to see um, a pediatrician. I said, okay, and um, I drove him over there, um, not just a couple of blocks from our, from our house. And uh, on the way, and um, I called his practitioner here and I told the practitioner that, um, what's going on with Steven, and then that he's crying, uh, complaining about his ears and uh, things like that. And um, the practitioner was happy to receive our call and uh, um, promised to help him. The uh, practitioner told me that, uh, uh, that I must know that God is, um, that, that there is no sp space where God is not, and that includes uh, Stephen, my son. And the practitioner also told me to work on knowing that God is before us, behind us, and all around us, and to know this truth for my son and every child, everywhere. And she also told me to work on animal magnetism that is going on now, in the material, um, in the medical, that, that is dominating um, mostly the news media and also almost everywhere we go, it's just, sort of, it's just so rampant these days. So the practitioner want me to work on this truth and especially to know that there's no space where God is not. In fact, while we are at the penetration office and he, he stopped crying and he started he just he forgot about himself and started playing. From that moment on to now, he never complained about any pain. He hardly remember he had any pain at all. And in fact, when the doctor came, that was 
little that she could do for him. And she told him that he can go back to school tomorrow. And, uh, and today, this morning, he was happy to go back to school. He loved going there. And the school was happy to receive him. This afternoon, I went over there to pick him up. And um, the teacher, teacher told me that he never complained about any pen. I said, yeah, he never. There was no pen to, to complain about. Um, the healing was very instantaneous. Like I said, even before the doctor saw him, the pen was already gone. He was back to his normal self. I'm so grateful to God for who he is to us. Such a loving father who loves all his children all over the world. He doesn't discriminate in his love. I'm so grateful for Christian science. I'm so grateful for the practitioners we have here, for their love and compassion. They're always willing to help. I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the, re <clears throat> excuse me, the readings tonight. I'm very grateful for the many lessons that I am learning that has helped me to understand and express more patience in my walk with God and having a whole new definition of what patience is before it included such definitions as tolerating the wrong and uh, allowing uh, things to go on that shouldn't go on as a sense of apathy or fear to stand up to it. And it was guised as patience, but that was not patience. And I'm very grateful <clears throat> to be able to have a deeper sense of what it means. And it's giving me more sense of a peace and being one of the fruits of the spirits from Galatians 5 that we've been counseled here to practice. And as Mrs. Eddy says in Taking Offense, an article we can find, you can find on our website, she counsels, quote, to go forth with the largest patience, end quote. <clears throat> it has been teaching me to slow down my thoughts, emotions, etc., and to make sure that God is in the middle of everything I do. I also have a card that reminds me uh, that discouragement is impatience. I'm trying to uh, force yourself to be where you're not ready to be and using human effort rather than turning to God and trusting Him. I'm very grateful for the chance to cultivate a new sense of perseverance and fostering more quiet time and learning to be less self-focused and to look for good <laughs> instead of just specific results and tolerating delays, knowing that I am letting God's plan unfold and learning to trust God in a more uh, deeper, in a deeper level uh, in my heart, really knowing that his will is taking place and I can trust it. I'm very grateful for the patience that has been shown me here when I look back and see how far I have come 
with this and how my energy must have taken a lot of patience for many people to uh, be around me <clears throat> as I learned this lesson. So I'm very grateful for just that modeling of this Christly patience. It didn't mean that I wasn't corrected or given instruction to change my ways, but that there was just a mercy, a sense of mercy and patience and understanding and kindness that was also a, a higher sense of love that I'm very grateful um, to be here tonight and to be part of this church. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful readings tonight and the, all of the very inspiring testimonies. I wanted to share a beautiful demonstration of the healing power of a truth declared. This Monday afternoon, as I was driving home from an errand, I felt something in my eye. It was very uncomfortable and hard to see, and my eye became very irritated. I started declaring that nothing inharmonious can enter my being, and also the scientific statement of being. When I arrived home, I felt a little relief, but it still felt very irritated and that there was still something in my eye. At that point, I just stopped and spoke aloud to God, and I asked him, Father, please tell me what is it that I need to know about this? So quickly, the following statement came to me loud and clear. A spiritual idea has not a single element of error, and this truth removes properly whatever is offensive. I declare this statement again and added that as I am a spiritual idea, and my, my eye also is a spiritual idea, it could not possibly contain a single element of error. And I declared firmly that this was the absolute truth about me and about my eye. Instantly, the pain was gone. All irritation just vanished from this declaration of truth. I just kept thanking God over and over for his loving help and his guidance. And I'm just so very grateful for this very quick healing and for Mrs. Eddy and her discovery of Christian science and her revelation, which furnishes us with an exact truth to counter every false claim. I'm so grateful for all that I am learning through the teachings in this church and through the strong and the steadfast support of my practitioner. And I'm so grateful for the ever-present Christ truth that is with us always. I'm very grateful for this meeting tonight and so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Mishaila from Canada. Go ahead, please. I want to share today how giving a testimony last week brought to me more blessings. I talked about giving through the pandemic without harm and how the resources on the Plainfield website were of much help. After the testimony meeting, I realized that I never had read 
the watch booklet, Only God is Contagious, which is also available on the Plainfield website. One morning last week, I read the whole watch booklet from cover to cover. One of the citations in there from Mary Baker Eddy from miscellaneous writings is whatever man sees, feels, or in any way takes cognizance of must be caught through mind. In as much as perception, sensation, and consciousness belong to mind and not matter. I realized that not only the belief in a harmful virus can be can produce contagion, but also bad mood, discouragement, or anger. That morning, I had been infected by the negativity of another person. I thought that the negativity of this other person is making my life so difficult. I also felt negative and discouraged and blamed the other person for it. But while reading the booklet, I realized that it takes active work to not let myself be infected by those negative thoughts. I felt it is a struggle to counteract them. But nevertheless, when I was finished with the booklet, I was free of the sadness and discouragement. There was no resentment left. And then I was able to start my day with fresh energy and divine protection. Later that day, I was able to have an honest conversation with that person. I stamped my foot in defense of the atmosphere of truth divine. That is joy and not discouragement. Another quote from Mrs. Eddy from Divinity Course and General College Tanea that I had read in the booklet must have had an influence on me. And the, uh, the quote is, do we not all understand cowardice or conquer to get rid of temptation of any sort or to get out of a difficulty, we are not passive and let the wrong rule the right, but we struggle and thus conquer. That was exactly what I was able to do that day. I didn't cower before error, the negativity, but spoke up against the ungodly mood and atmosphere, and that helped that joy could be restored. So 
giving that testimony last week and then after thinking about it and realizing there's more that I can read and learn from brought a wonderful experience that day for me to be free of of infection by bad moods or discouragement. I'm so grateful for these meetings and for all the testimonies that are given. And much thank you for the wonderful, wonderful readings tonight. Good night. Thank you. Wendy, Georgia. Wendy from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you, Craig, for those lovely readings. I'd also like to express my sincere gratitude to Jeremy for all his hard work and dedication to ensuring that those of us who are participating remotely can do so in such a seamless manner, no matter where we are located around the globe. Recently, I was on vacation in Amelia Island, Florida. It was a beautiful spring day with a nice cool breeze. And since it was not too hot or humid outside, I decided to take my little Pomeranian Chloe with me to the beach. Chloe was in her harness attached to her leash, and she was on my right side, and the picnic lunch that I brought along was on my left side. I turned to take a bite of my sandwich and to get a drink of my lemonade, but when I turned back to my right, Chloe's harness and leash were laying flat on the sand, and she was gone. Um, evidently, she had um, pulled out of her harness, and I was unaware. I immediately jumped up and looked down the beach both directions and towards the ocean, but no Chloe in sight for as far as I could see down the beach. Chloe had been to the groomer two weeks prior to our trip. For the first time ever, her groomer decided to clip a small pink poof of fluff to the top of her head. That morning, I considered taking it off because I wasn't sure if she really liked it being there or not. But immediately, a strong voice came to me, which said very clearly, leave it in. I obeyed. I'm so grateful that I was not willful and that I listened. As I turned around towards the sand dunes behind me, at a distance to the right, I spotted a small splotch of pink on the top of one of the dunes. Because Chloe is a sandy color, her body was camouflaged and was blending in with the sand. If it wasn't for that pink poof on her head, I don't believe I would have ever seen her. I ran towards her, calling her name, and she came running straight back to me. This lesson clearly reinforced to me the necessity of always listening to and heeding God's voice and ever-present guidance in my life. Thank you, and good evening. You. I got up a couple of days ago with all the symptoms of a, of a stomach virus, and uh, I was feeling pretty bad, and, I, and some, there were some other weird things going on with my body as well. And uh, I called a practitioner for help. The practitioner said, from Mrs. Eddy, from uh, um, miscellaneous writings, you are the arbiter of your own fate. And I thought, wow, yeah. And, <laughs> and the practitioner spoke more and, and gave me some more things to work with. But that one really hit me, hit me in the head. It was such a good, a good thought. And uh, so I looked it up and I, I read around it. And Mrs. Eddy also says that whatever the suggestions that come to you, um, you are a free agent, a free moral agent 
to reject or accept it. And I was very grateful for that. The strength of that boy, it just, it, it got, got my fight up. And uh, I'm very grateful for the, the help of the practitioner. And also, um, I realized that I've not been taking much time to study lately. Things have been pretty busy. Um, but I can't let, go, let that go. I can't neglect that imp most important work. So um, it was a good lesson for me as well. And, and the symptoms, every symptom disappeared within an hour, I would say. And I was able to get in touch with the practitioner and, and say that I was healed. And I'm, I'm so very grateful for this truth that we have. It, it works the minute we really apply it. And I hadn't been applying it. So I'm very, very grateful for this lesson and for this, um, this healing. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for Christian science as taught in this church and for practitioner support, which have proved to me the protective power and healing truth of this science. My practitioner has let me know for a long time that when we do this work for God and mankind, not only do we abide under the shadow of the Almighty, as it says in Psalm 91, but also our families benefit from this as well. I've seen enough evidence of this over the years that when Napoleon, our translator from Pakistan, recently reached out to ask for prayers and support from the church board and Bruce and I, because his wife was ill, I told him, all all that you have been translating for this church is far more effective than any material remedy. God is good, and complete trust in him is never misplaced. Napoleon was grateful for this message and said he would work with that. And he continued to do his regular work. And then last night, I received this email from him where he said, by God's grace and his healing power and through your faithful prayers for my wife, we got the good news from the doctor that the reports are clear and there's no need to have any surgery. It is through your prayers and faith that we got this good news and we are glad to be a part of this family at this Christian Science Church. So I'm very grateful for the work God gives us all to do and for God's protection. I'm also grateful to my practitioner for instilling this trust in God and his protection in me and for her support through this situation. What a blessing it is to be a part of this mission. Thank you. Thank you. And I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank God for all the good that is going on in the world, day by day, every single day, regardless of the media or social commentary. This is an account related to me by a business associate who, while not a Christian scientist, really did apply God's love to her situation. This business owner, during the pandemic, experienced quite a bit of crime towards her business and in her store. By the time the police were able to get to her store, the damage was usually already done, and this had been happening for quite a few months despite the security guard she had employed. There was a group of people who routinely attended her store without buying anything, and there was one who 
was the biggest and most aggressive of this group. Well, this business owner felt compassion on the situation and she decided within herself that it would be the right thing to do to treat this person and the group not as homeless people, not as criminal people, but with dignity and kindness. She then instructed her staff to do this also. They continued on this way for a couple of weeks and they all noticed quite a reduction of the crime that was occurring in her business. One day she received a phone call from a local police station and found that she, the business owner, had been listed as the emergency contact for a man who had just been taken into police custody for stealing. It turned out this man was that biggest and most aggressive of that group who had been regularly at her store. Later on, this man was released due to the minor nature of the crime. With his release and overnight, every single crime in her store stopped. About a year later, this same man came back and visited her store. He now was with his family and friends, he had a job, and he had come back to thank her in person. She went on to say that he now routinely drops in from time to time and all her staff know him and love him. I just felt so humbled that this business owner applied the law of God's love, the law of adjustment, to her situation with such grand results. It is amazing and so wonderful to me that this woman's love changed her entire environment so dramatically. In Christian science, we are taught the science of this rule of truth to love our neighbour in the same way that God loves us all. Mary Baker Eddy writes, The Christian scientist has enlisted to lessen evil, disease and death, and he will overcome them by understanding their nothingness and the allness of God or good. We have been so very blessed in Christian science to have God's law laid out clearly for us to understand and practice. Since I joined Plainful Independent, the pure love of God going out into the world, this divine love has disempowered people's aggression in our entire experience, just like the love that governed that business owner's experience. God's love has saved us many, many times. It has turned violence away from us. It has turned accidents into blessings. It has changed employment conditions and brought us into better conditions. All these wonderful things have occurred through God's divine law of love in Christian science. So thank you to our dearest Father, Mother God for loving us all. Thank you, dear Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for this precious science of the Christ. So much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you very much for the reminder to be perfect, even as our Father states we should be. There's a reason why this is given, this instruction is given, And on page 353 of Science and Health, we read, Perfection underlies reality. Without perfection, nothing is wholly real. All things will continue to disappear 
until perfection appears and reality is reached. I know that in my journey some time ago, I used to think, well, if, what, what do I stop this and do? What, what should I be doing? But I know now we go forward with this perfection. Perfection we protect with our own thinking. It doesn't matter what others are thinking, but in our own thought, we protect this perfection because it makes us know who we are, the image and likeness of God himself. And I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for including this so many times in her writings that without this perfection, without thinking it, knowing it, living it, what do we have to go forward with? I'm so grateful to be here, so grateful for all the testimonies and grateful for the hymns. Thank you, Craig, for the reading and the reminder. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, first is from Canada. I just want to say how grateful I am to have found Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and for all the wonderful work that is carried out to help and guide us daily in our walk with our Father, Mother, God. I receive much joy each month. A copy of the full text lesson sermon in the mail, which I refer to as my monthly gift from Plainfield. Much love and thanks to my church family. And then this from California. Last week I received season three of The Chosen. As others have also mentioned in this church, its messages are strong. I'm grateful to see a good movie emphasizing Jesus' healing ministry and acting as a reminder that God is present with us even today through the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, and he is powerful. I thank God for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, where I have learned more about my chosen religion in the past three years than I had in a lifetime prior. I thank God for our practitioners and active demonstrating members. Sending my love to you all. And then this from South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Independent, for your commitment to the Christ and the Comforter. Hence to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy. Our leader was deeply conversant in and appreciative of the Bible, and thus her spiritualized thought and study she brought us, through her spiritualized thought and study, she brought us science and health. Many weeks back, the Bible lesson for life began with the golden text from John quoting Christ Jesus, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you all of the Plainfield Christian Science Church for your dedication and support. I am grateful to God for you, your practitioners, workers, and musicians. Thank you for the weekly thoughtful Bible lessons. And then the last is from Virginia. Enclosed with much gratitude is my monthly contribution. I so appreciate the vast information on the church website and the ease of accessing the many topics. One in particular is the new search engine found on the home page. In the top right-hand corner is a magnifying glass, which brings to you a page to search for, whatever it is you're looking for. Recently, I was trying to locate Blissnap's 91st Psalm, Upon simply typing in bliss, below there appeared several listings, and the second was exactly what I was looking for. Wow. 
Thank you so much for this very valuable website and all the effort put into it to broadcast the truth to the world with love and gratitude. So I'm so grateful those were such beautiful readings tonight on love. It was truly a, a, bomb, a bomb in Gilead uh, to hear that and, and also to hear the beautiful music and hymns and such inspired testimonies. I thank you all and to all a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 421. I'll read the second verse. O perfect life, in thy completeness held, none can beyond thy omnipresence stray. Safe in thy love, we live and sing alway. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 421.